Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Ice Cream Run. I am Jamie, of course. And your boy, Dale. Hey, y'all. So we're here today with another episode, and um, my husband's going to take it from here and let us know what we're talking about today. Yes, indeed. So today we're going to come from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Now, you know, that is our just our foundation of what we're talking about today. Uh, yes, we're going to go through the scriptures, but we're going to stop, have dialogue, and just really chop it up, all right? Because we want people to understand that we are coming from a biblical perspective. So why not? The, why not give you scripture on where we're coming from so you don't think we're just making this stuff up so you preaching far from it <laughs> so yeah, this is just the basis of what we do so right yeah, yeah right so again this is the ice cream run. so you know this you know some of the topics you know you know you know me and my wife be talking about in the car is things that maybe i've read or some right. of the things that god laid on my heart and i'm just just spitting it and it know? always goes back to god i mean at the end of the day Right. So we're just going to say, hey, look, this is what we're going to address. But if you want to just a generalized topic, it's more like an introduction to marriage, mm-hmm. more of how to view marriage, what to do when you're in marriage, what to do when you're singleness, how to view singleness. Okay. Uh, so we're going to generalize and talk about every different thing about that. So, again, right. it's coming from First Corinthians chapter seven, and we're going to read the whole chapter. The chapter is not long, y'all. Like this whole this whole episode will probably gonna be like, like fifteen thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So hang in there. Yep. So let's so rock. Reading the whole thing. Yeah, we're reading the whole okay, thing. Okay, starting at verse one, y'all. We are reading from the New Living Translation version, um, and then in First Corinthians, of course, y'all know this is Paul talking to the um, Corinthians. They wrote him a letter, so he's he's gonna answer a few questions. Okay, so here's verse one. Now, regarding the questions you asked in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations. But because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. All right, let's stop here real quick. Okay. So all right here, this does not incentivize polygamy. <laughs> All right, I just thought to throw that Thank out you. there. It is this does not incentivize polygamy. One man, uh, because one the terminology. Let's be honest and look at if it's plural or what singular. Singular, right? One man, M A N, not M E N. Facts, right? right? So let's not go that route and say, well, it mentions polygamy. Okay, Solomon, mm-hmm. yes, he yes he was a polygamist, but that doesn't mean that God promoted that, right? But anyway, yep. go ahead. It says the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. All right, let's stop here. Mm. So like, Mm. so, you know, with this, that authority. So it means. Give me that. Facts. You'll, you'll toot that thing up. (laughs) Hand it over. You'll toot that thing up. So like, you know, it might, something might go down tonight anyway too, but. Anyway, so so anyway, so means submission. In King James, it says, "Submit yourselves to your wives." Mm-hmm. Like husbands, submit yourselves to your wives. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, because your body is not your own, right? That's the King James version. Right, right, right. So, again, these are again. This is for anybody who's desiring to be married, mm-hmm. or anybody who is already married. Right. Anybody who's in the premarital counseling phase right, right. this is something to look at read this read right. this because we got to understand that hey 
wives your body's not your own not to say you're a slave to this person meaning any time that they want it regardless of what's going on with you go ahead yeah i know yeah i believe that this is pretty much a principle of your mutual sexual responsibility in a marriage Facts. so you know if this is what y'all want to do if y'all gonna be married mutually these are our sexual principles this is where we should stand with facts man because it says fulfill yeah. each other's sexual needs yeah yeah so again if you're if your spouse is a high desire guess what that means yeah. you a fulfill their needs and then it says sexual needs yeah we have romance and we have affection and all that but right but this here, is specifically talking about sexual sex and ain't talk talking about, about emotional sex. needs it, we're talking about sex needs s-e-x facts okay. let's talk about sex okay I, okay but the thing is too the thing is too we got to how can I say this? The thing is, okay, we'll leave that for that. Go ahead. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, because we're going to talk about what I'm about to say. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Okay. Um, So verse six. What? Did that say? No, five. I'm sorry. My, oh. I don't have no. Yeah. I thought, we were on, I thought we were on three. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's Okay, hold on. I, that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Do y'all not know what the women know? It's, well, I would say wives or mm. even women who had premarital sex. Okay. Statistically, it's shown that women do not climax. Mm. Sexual needs. A lot of times women will go into the bedroom. The man got his climax, but the wives or even the girlfriends. Mm. Now, again, I'm not condoning premarital mm. sex. I'm just saying this is just reality. Mm. The world that we live in. Women tend to a lot of times walk into a bedroom and not get their needs yeah. met yeah that's just the reality of it but the thing is though yeah. they learn to live with that wives y'all tend to learn to live with that for a mm -hmm. while but in reality men a lot of your a lot of these wives are not getting orgasms oh boy they're really not getting orgasms for one it takes y'all a lot longer to build up mm. but by the time you build up the dude already Mm. came to the heavens yeah no pun intended but <laughs> but 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 okay this would be explicit but so yeah, put that e on there but in reality is we need to have the mentality of mm -hmm. serve my wife in bed first take care of my while you're worrying about her she's going to be con considering thinking about you yeah all right so, fellas, think about that for a minute. Yeah. So you have obligations. We both have obligations to each other. And then um, when it says authority, it's. Um, that means control. Yeah. Control. But not, not no, no, so no, no, much as no, no, like no, no, an no, no, abusive. No. I, I take that back. Not control. Okay. Because uh, that, that just comes <laughs> off bad. Yeah. Because you can't use that as a mechanism for what you want. Authority is a place of. Reverence, I believe. Yeah, but authority means you have the say so of what happens to what or what right. when it happens. But yeah, go like ahead. we said, just a binding obligation. Like this is my obligation to my my spouse. Facts. I believe that it's an op. It's an awesome obligation, and it's um, it's a good obligation. It's something that you would want to give because our body are, is not our own. But the whole point is that. You serve your partner physically, you know, you want to serve them. Um, and you have to think of it like this out of all the people in the world that God chose, 
for my body and for what I needed. You're the one that can do that for me. So I yield my authority to, to of my body to you. So it's, it's like giving of yourself. So, like that. so to make this easier for women, like too, I think about it. It wasn't until, because this is just the, the reality, the reality of it. It wasn't until I became very familiar with your body mm-hmm. to the point where you started getting orgasms mm-hmm. to the point where the moment that I threw you a text, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, you're good. Like I noticed that with like noticed like, yeah. like I, I know that I don't know if that was selfish of you. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think it's more of an incentive yeah. because it's, it's a little bit easier to submit when you know you're getting something back. Yeah. I guess if that makes sense. Right. Right. Am I wrong for thinking that? But I mean, it's meeting needs. I believe when needs are met, you can. <laughs> she looking awkward. You can have uh, what you want. You I mean, you go to work, you, you do your job, you get. You know, we give y'all incentives when you go to work, and then you perform, and then you get that raise or you get that paycheck. That's <laughs> so like, you saying. The, the more yeses is, is my pay raise. I mean, hey, you you meeting them incentives. <laughs> <laughs> hey man you hey man you can meet all the static clock in and yeah, you clocking in and you okay giving me some hey, you, exquisite yeah. <laughs> yeah okay all right let's get back to yeah, go ahead go ahead <laughs> so verse five do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourself more give yourselves more completely to prayer Afterward, you should come together again that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Facts. So, again, men or women expect, but uh, I heard it more from the women that do this. Use your body, use your body as a weapon to control your man. Right. That is not yeah, godly. You can't, do that. You, can't. you can't do that, sis. If you do that and you're putting your husband in a very compromised state. Yes. And that's what he meant when he said you give Satan the opportunity to tempt you. Him. Facts. Them. Yeah. Facts. And not to say that he desires another woman more Mm-mm. than you, Mm-mm. but it's the fact that, again, men are very primal. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go to you for his sexual desires. But right. when you're not meeting those needs over time, I'm not I'm not condoning this, Mm-mm. but over time, it becomes a little bit easier to fall into that mm-hmm. temptation. And even cannot to say it's not going to be easy, cannot to say it couldn't the shoes couldn't be on the other foot. Right. Right. Men, you're so busy with work and trying to make money and do this and your wife may need something right. of you. Right. Dude can just sweet talk and now she's feeling some type of way. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And this is not emotional. This is just sexual or just. Yeah. Look. Because women enjoy that connection with us sexually. But again, go ahead. Yeah. And then in like another version, I think it says to defraud, like deprive means to like defraud. So when you think of deprive, you're thinking of like something not thriving, like something that's like literally the life is being sucked out of them. Or if you think of defraud, that's like cheating somebody. So for this person to get married under the assumption that, you know, okay, hey, now my physical needs are going to be met. And then you don't get that. You're cheating me. I believe you're cheating me. And because of that, here's Satan coming to cash out some checks. So, you know, you just have to be careful with that. And it's not so much as, I guess, the frequency, but the quality, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I, right. And I agree too. And the thing is too, when when Paul is addressing this and he says, the, the, 
he gave an example of what it you know when is a good time yeah, to refrain yeah. is when you're sacrificing mm-hmm. that yep. thrill mm-hmm. and you're sacrificing that mm-hmm. pleasure for a higher purpose than just sex right or right. just marriage the higher purpose is christ and your development right. in your christ right. in your christ-centered relationship right. right so but he so he goes and says okay this is something that's worth sacrificing right. it for but even in that sacrifice have an end date in mind mm. yeah. have an end date in mind yeah. Because first of all, y'all got together because y'all need to be together, yeah. Yeah. and that comes with sex. Right. Right. So there's limited. So True. you sacrifice that time, and on top of that, I noticed sometimes when you fast and you frame, refrain mm-hmm. from that, you come back stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> then, hey man, you you getting it? That's it. But all right. Yeah. Okay, and then where are we at six? Do not deprive, yeah, do not deprive each other. Okay, so don't deprive each other because when you come to get together, okay. So verse six, I say this as a concession, not as a command, but I wish everyone were single. This is where we get into the singleness. I wish everyone were single just as I am. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. But if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It is better to marry than to burn with lust. Yep. And and again, it's one of those things where Paul is recognizing the the advantages of being single. single. Right. He he recognizes, yo, because, again, if you notice, if you look at um, and this correlates with the scripture that Paul talks about his freedoms. Yeah. Where he talks about um, he goes and says, Hey, you know, because I have the freedom mm-hmm. to do X, Y, and Z doesn't mean I should do X, Y, and yeah, Z. Yeah, it says all but, things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, 1 Corinthians 6. Exactly. I love the book of Corinthians because yeah. that's something we're going to talk about. That that yeah. one, okay, because I can, should I do? do that's a topic that's that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to mention that because yeah. of the fact that, because he says, but I, because he talked, yeah. the thing is, Paul even mentions Peter in that scripture, mm-hmm. in that passage where he says, yo, he exercises his, his right by bringing his wife. Yeah. Right. He says, but you know, should I get a prostitute? Like he goes, he goes, he says, well, he brings his wife, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in this case of freedom in freedom. a sense of, you know, being able to still do ministry right. and have his wife with yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it goes to back to this, where we talk about. Uh, you know, Paul sees that advantages. So, yeah. so when he says concession, it's more like, this is what I advise. Right, this right. is what I advise, but I understand right. the world that we live mm-hmm. in. It's unrealistic. Yeah. It's unrealistic for you Corinthians because y'all sex is going Off rampant. It's going Who rampant. That sound like, right. That sounds like us, you know, miss, you know, sister <laughs> so-and-so is sleeping with the pianist, mm-hmm. right. Or whatever the case may be. Right. So it's just one of those things where, like he said, I see these advantages. I I advise you to be like me, but I realize you can't be like me because not all y'all can control yourselves. Right. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So then is that in the singleness, though, you know, controlling yourself within that singleness? Yes. Yeah. So so even when you know that you desire to be married one day, you still need to operate the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Self-control. Right. Self-control. So. Yeah. yeah. OK. So then um, verse 10, but for those who are married, I have a command that comes not from me, but from the Lord. 
a wife must not leave her husband. But if she does leave him, let her remain single or else be reconciled to him. And the husband must not leave his wife. Now I will speak to the rest of you, though I don't, I do not have a direct command from the Lord. If a fellow believer has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to continue living with him, he must not leave her. And if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. Mm -hmm. For the believing wife brings holiness to her marriage and the believing yeah. husband brings holiness to his marriage. Facts. Otherwise, your children would not be holy, but now they are holy. Now, let's stop here for a minute. Mm. This goal starts getting into when people talk about, okay, well, you know, the opposite end, the spectrum mm. of this is being unequally, unequally yoked. yoked. Now, with this being said, they, he addresses this by saying, hey, because later you're going to see what he talks about when he says, you stay in the position that you were in before God has redeemed, redeemed you. you. Yep. Right. So, but, yep. but he addresses us. Hey, y'all, th this union is recognized by God mm -hmm. because of the individual that's in, in it. it. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This yep. is what Paul is saying here. Yep. He's saying, Hey, you was once not saved when you were married mm -hmm. to this person, but now that you are, right. God is recognizing this. Don't right. leave this man right. because of the fact that, you're saved and he's not. Yeah. You honor God right. in this. Yeah. Right. You honor God in this. Yep. Now be the godly wife that God has called you to be in this. Cause right. he goes and say, who knows? Yep. You might actually show him the way to yeah. salvation, but this is where their women go wrong. I don't want you to think <laughs> that. Oh, so that means I can potentially change him, change him and save him mm -hmm. for one boo boo. You cannot save anybody. save anybody. Secondly, you're not the determining factor whether somebody gets saved or not. It. It's an actual considered a miracle when somebody devotes their life to Jesus Christ. But he says, but you might be an influence to convert them. Yeah. Right. So, but that means, but mind you, this is coming from a perspective of a woman that's already been married, yeah. then gets saved. Yeah. This, this, this thing coming from a person who was unsaved and marries an unsaved man. man. No. Paul doesn't condone that. You're going to see later where yeah. he mentions that, right? Yeah. So don't think the scripture is saying, oh, oh, because he doesn't have a, G a good relationship with Jesus, I'm it's out. okay. It's okay for me to marry this man. No, yeah. he needs to be saved if you're not. If you're saved and he's not, yeah. don't marry that man, right? Because right? yeah. you're unequally yoked. But if you both were unsaved and one of you get saved, y'all stay in that union. Because right. he says, look, reconcile. man, you, you reconcile and make yeah. those differences. Yeah. But he says, if he or she wants to leave you, let them. Let them go. Now you're free. He says, and then Paul says, now you're free. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of this, but go ahead. You got anything? <laughs> no, you got good. anything? That's good. Um, I do believe that that speaks to, you know, the the age-old question of divorce and separation. You know, when is it okay and when is it not? Um, you know, just just going into it, know that you you have a purpose and knowing that um, God has something for you in that marriage, but uh I've always said it like this. God is more console, concerned with your soul than he is with the marriage, Facts. with the whole institute of marriage. So if this building is on fire, get yourself out. Don't be so worried about this building that either you stay in and you die or he stay in and he die. You know, get yourself out however you can to avoid, you know, spiritual death. Well, okay. I, I agree spiritual avoid spiritual death right. but some people can take that and run with that and say because there's friction in the marriage I don't like them in the season it ain't that that ain't on okay. fire okay I know but some people will see that as that as because that. they don't mm -hmm. have good discretion okay yeah you're right so yeah, so make no. it plain so 
It's like well, if God ain't tell you to leave them, don't mm-mm, don't even try it. Right. If you try to reconcile and you try, mm-mm, if you ain't did everything that you can, I mean, right. Hey, um, yeah, but that's like you said, that's another topic. But that's just me. Um, he's more concerned with your soul. That's a fact. So, that's yeah. a fact. Um. So if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer and is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him for the believing wife brings holiness to her marriage and the believing husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise your children would not be holy, but now they are holy. But if the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving them, let them go. In such cases, the believing husband or wife is no longer bound to the other for God has called you to live in peace. Don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you. And don't you husbands realize that your wives might be saved because of you? Each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you and remain as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for all the churches. So you see what I'm saying? So he addresses saying this is not when you were saved and then decide to look for an unsaved man. Mm -hmm. This is coming from a perspective of. No, stay in the situation that God has called you first called you. Mm -hmm. If you were married to an unsaved man before and you got saved after you stay with that man. So like my mom, like she got saved Mm -hmm. while she was married to my dad. My dad was unsaved, but she stayed in that marriage until my dad decided, no, I'm done. Right. And she had to let him go. And she had to let him go. He says, I called you to live in peace. Meaning when when that man decides he wants to leave you, don't make his life hell. (laughs) Please let him go. Just let him go. Don't make that man's life hell right. because now you're setting a bad reputation mm-hmm. of what a godly woman looks oh, like. Yep. Right. And everything you build up. I mean, you don't, don't just let that go with him. You know. Right now. Now, I'm not saying be a fool. And if you know that you brought something into that marriage, like let's say you brought a lot to that marriage before you got married. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you may not have signed a prenup. I mean, I'm saying fight for your stuff. Right. But, but but what I am saying is don't make it messy and make it hard yeah. on him. You yeah. should have a good heart towards that man yeah. or woman. Yeah. You should want the best for them yep. and, and you shouldn't want hardship on them because he just wants to leave That's you. Because at the end of the day, if it didn't work out, then God didn't mean it for it to work. For it to work. Right. That's how it happens. So, yeah. Yep. It says, for instance, a man who was circumcised before he became a believer should not try to reverse it. And a man who was uncircumcised when he became a believer should not try to be circumcised now. For it makes useless. no difference whether a man... Whether or not a man has been circumcised, the important thing is to keep God's commandments. That's self-explanatory. Facts. Yet each of you should remain as you were when God called you. Are you a slave? Don't let that worry you. But if you get a chance to be free, take it. And remember, if you were a slave when the Lord called you, you are now free in the Lord. And if you are free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ. God paid a high price for you. So don't be enslaved by the world. Each of you, dear brothers and sisters, should remain as you were. When God first called you. Right. And then, okay, read that slave one again. Slave the slave one if you were a slave when he called you. It says, are you a slave? Don't let that worry you. But if you get a chance to be free, take it. And remember, if you were a slave when the Lord called you, you are now free in the Lord. Okay. And this is where I'm getting at where I said the scripture. It's like people say, well, the Bible condones slavery in the sense of condoning, like, well, this white man used yes, yes, they probably took this scripture as well mm-hmm. as another scripture saying slaves obey your mm-hmm. masters. But this one also says, but but this shows any chance that you get a freedom, yeah, take it, take freedom, because I do believe God, because God doesn't want us to be slaves to no man. No. That's scripture. Don't be a slave Don't to no man. Slave. 
the only thing that you owe no man but love. Right. Right. And then there's another scripture, this scripture we just read, where it talks about, hey, I, if you're a slave when you get redeemed, no worries. Right. But the moment that you see an opportunity to get free, be free. Run. Yeah. But just know, even though you're a free man naturally, mm -hmm. but you become a slave to yeah. Christ. Right. Right. And if you've been free, you you, you do become a slave, yeah. but to Christ. Right. right. So. So, yeah. It so. says that um, a slave can please God, can please God as a slave. Um, you can't think you should not live your life thinking I can't do anything for God. But sure, if I was a free man, I could have done, you know, I can do something for right. God. Um, so you should serve God like you said if you, once you have the opportunity take it go you ready always try to like, seek freedom yeah if you can be free um don't stay where you are and that's that's in any situation y'all don't facts seek freedom um it says now regarding your question about the young women who are not yet married I do not have a command from the Lord for them but the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted and I will share it with you because of the present crisis, I think it is best to remain as you are. If you have a wife, do not seek to end the marriage. If you do not have a wife, do not seek to get married. But if you do get married, it is not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles. And I am trying to spare you those problems. <laughs> like now, now I do. Now I do uh, I have to go do more research on it. But I mm -hmm. forgot verbatim exactly what was happening. Okay. in the church of Corinth mm -hmm. to where he says, because he says, because of this present time, I advise you not to not get to married. Get, yeah. 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 I advise you to yeah. stay where you are, be single, focus right. on Christ and you're ever singleness. Enjoy your life where you're at now. Right. But if you so desire and not to take my heed of wisdom, mm -hmm. it's because you're not sinning against God because you're choosing marriage. Right. But he does say, because in the time that they're living in, in that time, yeah. it is going to be hardship yeah. So I know for a fact, I, I know part of it yeah. is dealing with infidelity. I know part of it is dealing with sexual immoralities, right. stuff like that. So I don't know fully what was happening in that time. Right. Uh, I have to do more research on that. But I know for a fact, Paul is just saying, hey, and now he's addressing this to specific issues of the people of those, Corinth. Those people, yeah. Saying, hey, like, I don't advise you to get married in this time and era, but if you do, you're not right. sinning. Right. So. So this comes from Paul saying, hey, look, I'm not saying this is of God, but I know God has granted me right. wisdom. Right, right, right. And my wisdom is telling me stay single. Right. Because in this era that you're living in right now, the season that you're living in right now, it's not best. Right. And this goes and this can apply to some single people right now right. where wisdom is telling you, hey, don't try to rush to get married. That's true. Right. Because maybe you're dealing with anxieties. Right. Maybe you're dealing with certain things where if a person That's does good. X, Y and Z, you start breaking down to the right. point where it's unhealthy. That's what it is. Yeah. So you're so dependent on a human. So guess what? You're not ready to be married. So right. wisdom is telling you and like a person that has wisdom will tell you, sis, you're not ready to be married. Right. Right. Yeah. Like um, or, hey, if you find yourself if you find yourself always with this person rather than doing X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. or you're finding yourself spending your time here when you're not being uh, so productive, right. then, hey, sis, you need to dial back from him right. and focus on what you need to focus on, right? right? right. I'm talking about dating-wise. Right, yeah. But, um, 
but you know, so not everything you wisdom, God gives people wisdom. Yeah. And, and sometimes it may not be prophetic in a sense of God told me no. Cause people think in order to take it seriously, it has to be sometimes yeah. over a pulpit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? No, sometimes it's just good wisdom that happens and godly principles right, right. and just living on earth and learning good principles saying, Hey, Oh, it's not good to spend all your money in one, in one sitting yeah. or yeah. it's not good to be with this guy because he has, he, he lacks a lot of self-control. Right. He has very angerment, anger problems, which can blow up in your face later down the road. Right. So wisdom is telling me, sis, don't, don't date that dude. Right. Right. Uh, and et cetera. So when people like, and again, like he says, he says it's credible from mm-hmm. him. He mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. like, my wisdom is credible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what I'm saying is, listen to wisdom, good, like, because people say, I got wisdom, and you think it's wisdom. No. Like, it, it, okay, look, if you look at your friends, your circle of friends, right. and majority of your circle of friends are single, but they're giving you marriage advice, right. could, do you think that's good wisdom? Mm. No, because they haven't lived it. Right. They haven't had a successful marriage. Right. Or if they had relationships, had the relationships crumbled. Right. To the point where it's like, okay, you don't know how to handle and it. And under what pretense? And under what pretenses yeah. and would it go down? Now, some mm-hmm. women who, you know, husbands have just left just because they're just dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't help that. Right. But those women can give you good wisdom right. to be a good wife. Right, right. But, you know, yeah. like you said, And then, context. like, Paul, um, you got to think, they don't really say if he was married, but. No, Paul won't marry. For him to have that advice, could we not say that he had some type of. Um, no, that's good. And you. And then because you got to think he was a member of the Sanhedrin. And I do believe because of the Jewish law, you couldn't serve unless you were married. Right. And the the thing is, and well, Uh, could you be a single man in the Sanhedrin? Paul was single. Paul was single. Paul was single all his life. I can't attest to that. So then and I can't attest to that. So how about the Jews that in their tradition, like after a certain age, if you're not married, something's like, well, that's fair. Well, Paul could have been married. And maybe she died or maybe she left. I don't know, but he was released and he's single now. That's a good thing. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know that, but like, but. I believe, like you said, it's credible. Get, get the information from your sources. Get the information from your source. So like, I don't know if you had to be married to be in the Sanhedrin. That's a good, that's something good to look up. But I I mean, he, I I mean, that's just a point to bring up. But, you know, the fact that he I know you were saying how in the beginning they were saying um, if you're married, don't try to be single. Um, And you were talking about what was going on during that time. I was looking at it was saying that there were persecutions going on where they were slaughtering people and all kind of stuff like that. And they were he was pretty much saying now's not the time to abandon ship. If you're married. um, No, if you're single. It's okay for you to say, um, oh, for God, I'll live and for God, I'll die. But if you go get married, can you still say that if they're raping your wife and killing your children? You know, it's no. a different type. No, of it's pool. a liability. It's a liability. So where you're at right now, enjoy that. Like, do what you're doing, work in the field that you're in and do that. And likewise, if you're married, don't be so quick to run out there because in this time, your family needs you. So right. if you're one of those that, okay, it's a lot going on. Look at it right now, this pandemic crisis. You know, people, everything's going up, money's going down, it seems like. So why would you abandon your family now? Yeah, it's hard on you, but why would you abandon your family? Or, you know, why would you go and get married now and you know that, oh, well, he promised me a house and X, Y, and Z. Girl, the lumber is down. If you look at the market, 
this is not the time to buy a house. The next two years is not, a, you know, an ideal time to buy a house. So he's promising you this stuff. You know, are you, what are you getting yourself into? So um, it's where you're at right now, it's advisable, you know, don't try to jump the fence. And I think some people get that whole, the grass is green on the other side type of complex. And then it's, you know, it's a gifting in itself. It's a gift to be in your singleness, but it's also a gift to be married if you're in that. Right. So you can't get, you know, swayed it with the whole, oh, well, I wish I was married and I think I'm ready to get married now. And, or I wish I was single. I've been married all my life. I ain't never experienced life. Right. Because I married when I was 16. You know, I don't I don't believe that we can use that to justify us leaving our marriage or us right. running to get married. Facts. And I do believe that um, Paul was saying just utilize that wisdom. But in this season that you're in, make sure it's advisable before you make that transition. I'm sa- I'm not saying to call off the wedding and to retract all the RSVPs and all that stuff. I'm just saying to make sure that you know, it's advisable in the season that you're in. Facts. That's and and that's saying. why, you know, premarital counseling is so important very because important. that zeroes in on the perspective of mm-hmm. what your views are of marriage. Right. Your because, right. Because people think marriage is just solely just the, the Cinderella in the, mm-hmm. in the Cinderella right. ending right. where, you know, they get married. Cause a lot of times we have that view of a Disney mm-hmm. marriage yeah. where the only thing that you see is the is, fireworks is the fireworks mm-hmm. and the white prince dress charming. the yep. prince charming and y'all in that ceremony mm-hmm. but you never see the movies after Afterwards. weddings mm-hmm. right all you see is just uh, i call it the cinderella complex mm-hmm. right i just made that up so like <laughs> where you just solely idolize the ceremony mm-hmm. but not the actual union itself right. and well idolize you shouldn't idolize it period at all Right. You shouldn't idolize marriage, period. Right. Even though I love being married. Right. Right. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But like to go back to what you said about, you know, that grass is the greener Mm -hmm. on the other side type of complex where it's like, again, people want what they don't have. Exactly. So when you decide to get married super young, you should have counted that cost when you did it in the first place. But that's why premarital counseling is so important because they bring these things out to your Mm -hmm. face and say you know you're 19 years old Dale right and that's what happened like I was 19 years old and it was like yo you know you're 19 right (laughs) like Like, you ain't had no bachelor's (laughs) you didn't have no bachelor's life you haven't even experienced what a car note is right (laughs) Right. and you want to go and commit yourself to this one okay okay they wasn't trying to persuade me to not mm-hmm. but they're just bringing reality to See, me yep. we don't a lot of people don't fool and that's why our marriage rates right. are so so i mean our divorce, divorce rates, rates are, are so high, high mm-hmm. because people don't fully comprehend what marriage or actually they is. don't want to be honest with themselves and they don't like, want to be honest you know with you took you knew you knew you thought of all that before you did this i don't care but you want to no, know this is my boo for life we're gonna be together forever okay and then now here you are like well, they didn't tell me this. No, you took all of that into account and now you acting out and now you want to blame it on being young when you got married. No, right. you need to, you know, own up to what it was and say, OK, yeah, I did know this. They did tell me this is what it was going to be. I just, hey, we just going to work this out. Because you was in that infatuation phase mm-hmm. and that infatuation phase kills a lot of people in their love God, life in the end because they're is. just so infatuated with a person mm-hmm. that they don't look at practical and what life is with a person and what god designs especially when they decide to do it outside of god yeah like now after that big old nice wedding that you put on instagram then what then what 
then can't what? cook. You can't. You don't know how to. Okay. Yeah. You don't know nothing. Girl, go get and some then help. You don't know nothing. And then and you don't know nothing. Mm-mm. And then now you're that couple that everybody's like, bruh. <laughs> okay. Like you calling you, you calling Jamie. You mm-hmm. like or you calling pastors mm-hmm. or you calling the wool. He ain't doing this. Well, right. sis, cause that's how he was when you married him. Or look, maybe like, if I had a baby, he'll he'll act And right that's what now. y'all do too. Okay. Maybe if I have a baby, he'll settle down. No, that's the, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Mm-mm. A baby is not gonna settle him down. Mm-mm. I mean, it, it would happen to be more responsible right. for that baby, right. but not towards you. Like, not towards you. Nah, y'all still got some work to do. If you think that you, you're not ready right. to be married, <laughs> right? right? If you think being married is going to fulfill you to the point where you're not going to need anything else, no. then you're wrong. You're wrong, yeah. Like, I'm not saying there's nothing in you that desires, you know, like, yeah, there was something in me that desired to have companionship. Right. And I got it, and it yeah. filled that void for yeah. that, and I'm happy for but that. But it didn't play, take the place of Christ. It didn't take the place of Christ, and, and then there's, there's still things in me that I know that, okay, she can't be all things to nah. me because she's not God because she doesn't have that capacity. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, let's finish this. You got anything else? Um, Nope, that, that was pretty good. Um, It says, but let me say this, verse 29. Dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. So from now on, those with wives should not focus on only on their marriage. That's what we talked about. Yep. Those who weep or who rejoice or who buy things should not be absorbed by their weeping or their joy or their possessions. Yep. Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them. For this world as we know it will soon pass away. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife, which is what I said. His interests are divided in the same way a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and in spirit. But a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Let's stop there. Mm -hmm. For me, Mm -hmm. he said, I want you to do what's best for you. you. That will help you serve Christ at your best capacity. This is why he gives some the gift of marriage and gives some the gift of singleness. Uh Right. Right. Neither of these are wrong and neither of these are the absolute, absolute right. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolute truth. Yeah. Right. But he says, hey, I he just expressed his whole desire for his the Christ, the body, the body of Christ. He says, look, man, all I want at the end of the day is you to be free of this world, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. I just know with a marriage comes with a lot. Right. And it's enough as it is trying to, right. you know, fulfill the calling that God has on your life. But on top of that, you got to try to please a wife right. and you got to please a man. Just free yourself from extra burdens. Right. That, you know, this is sort of the tone that you get from Paul. Right. But he says, but the end of the day, at the end of the day, right, right, right. you right. do what's best for you and your walk. Right. That's it. right? Mm-hmm. God knew for me, I needed to be married at a young age. Right. I would not have honored God. Like, like that's why, you know, with you, we can get into our past, another right, right, thing. Right. But that's why it was so easy for me to just accept you for who you were. Mm-hmm. Because... I know that I probably would have been way worse <laughs> than what you were, right? Yeah. But God had to snatch me early, mm-hmm. right? So who am I to sit there and judge you 
for something that you did mm-hmm. and and you had no attachment to me right yeah. so so i was like and god was like hey look man if it wasn't for me man you would have been out there mm. sleeping with many different women yeah. and you would have had multiple different baby mamas, baby mamas. and it would have been hard for you to come back Oof. i know me yeah. the type of person i you know me i'm very look if i'm if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it i'm gonna <laughs> do it so mm-hmm. it would have been hard for me to come back mm-hmm. Like my brother, it's easy for him to come back. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's it would have been hard. Wow. So what was best for me and my walk with Christ? Get could get married at nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Get married at nineteen. Yeah. You, it was best for you to get married at twenty one. Yeah. Because yeah. for you, the way that you were headed, thank God he snagged and you was for real. So you would have been probably straight. But I don't know. Yeah. But, but God knew it was best for you to get married at twenty one. Right. And then that's what he said. He's like. You know, it's not saying that he's condemning those who are married and taking care of their spouse. Pretty much that's how it should be. Like, you're married. Take care of your spouse. Like, don't be running to the church every five minutes because, oh, they got this going on. They got that going on. And take care of your spouse. Like, right. And then I do believe that in that. um, Well, I'm going to get to that later. But um, take care of your spouse. But then if you're single take care of Christ and the things of, of his affair because you're better off. You don't have that, I guess that lust for romance. Because, you don't go ahead. have to worry about right. that pleasing somebody pleasing romantically somebody, because you giving that to Christ. And we have to understand why Paul is coming, why he's saying that. If we understand that, then we understand yeah. Yeah. the full sentiment behind it. Right. He's right. pretty much saying, bro. Yeah. And that's why he said, don't value the things of this. Of like, this take, okay, don't value the material things that you gained. Yeah. And he said also before that, he says, don't solely focus on your marriage. Yeah. He says, focus he on it, but that. don't solely Not focus solely. on it. Yeah. So he, he, he addressed the marriage, he, he addressed the married mm-hmm. and then he addressed the, the single, single because yeah. the single outside of Christ, a lot, probably you're working for a living right. or doing whatever. Right. Don't don't value all the things that mm-hmm. he, he's not saying don't value the marriage, right. but he's saying don't solely value yeah. because he's, he's pretty to much where you can't think where you can't think and You're you can't under control function of this because thing. because he said at the end of the day, shouldn't all of our focus is just be the things, the will of Christ. So he's saying, bro, if our true focus is the will of Christ, then we shouldn't solely focus on our marriage. Right. We shouldn't solely focus on our jobs right. and the things right. that we can gain of this world right. because this this world is fading. Right. Right? right. So he's saying, yo, a round of applause for those who are single and right. willing to stay single. Right. Because, bruh, y'all can get it. Right. Not in that way. Like, <laughs> y'all can get it. But, like, y'all but can grind. Like, y'all can grind it, bruh. Are, yeah. Your best. You're y'all, best. You're in the, the best. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to ministry. Yeah. And it's just serving God in general. Right. You are in the best. You advantage. can serve in your singleness. You can serve in your singleness. And you're in the yeah. best advantage, yeah. right? Bruh, you, like, facts. Coming from, okay, me and Jamie can attest to this. Mm-hmm. And your singleness, you are at the best advantage mm-hmm. to yep. get all that God has yep. for you and who yep. you are as an individual, yep. right? Because, like, for me, being a married man, a lot of times I'm seeking God, not just for, not really just for me, I'm seeking God for everybody in, your for everybody in my house, <laughs> Right? God, okay, what do I need to do to lead my family this way? But don't you know that even in that, that's the best capacity for you to serve Christ? Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Through you being married and the yes. obligation that you have. Because that's what that's drives better. me. Yeah, and that's that's drives it, you. So God right. is usually using you in your gift of married 
married hood married whatever to better serve him you're what you doing in your marriage is pleasing right. him whereas somebody who's pleasing god in their singleness is pleasing him and that's right. why they say you know it's a Wh- gift in each whichever one drives whichever you closer one, to christ yeah whichever and, one works the best and that's the bottom line whichever mm-hmm. draws you closer to christ yep. right like yep. i realized mm-hmm. through me being married it drove it drives me yes. it, it has me so dependent on yep. god that's it it has me so dependent mm-hmm. on God mm-hmm. because I realize, like, God, there's so much weighing on my shoulders, right? But so it forces me to be in a place with God, mm-hmm. right, that I was never was before in my singleness, right. right? But when I was single, yes, I was with, yes, I was studying and doing this, and God spoke to me and do all this other stuff. Right. But, but it was like I still had to sort of wiggle room to sort of do my mess, right, right. But in my marriage, I I don't I feel like I don't have room to do that because right, right. it's like bruh, I got people depending on me. Right. So not only not only that I'm held accountable to God, but I'm also being held accountable by my wife and my children. Right. Like my wife is looking to me to constantly seek God and constantly do my best. Right. And then my children are looking at me because I have to set that example. Right. So yeah. this this is the best, compa- the I'm best. working at my best capacity mm-hmm. when, because man. as a married man. Mm-hmm. So this is what works best for me. God knew that when I was 19 years old, right? right? God knew that when you was 21, 21 yep. some people are not married today and God wouldn't allow them to be married today because you're coming at it at the wrong way. Wrong you're idolizing the marriage. You're idolizing That's this it. person. You're idolizing what they so-called make you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And God is like, no, if like, I'm not going to prove that. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm a jealous God. That's it. You know, this is going to have you more into this person than it is seeking me. Yeah. Why would I give you away to something unless I'm just done with you? Right. And you don't want to be in that position where God just gives you over to something. Yep. Like the scripture says, you know, he just gives them over to their own lustful their desires own, and they become yeah. reprobated minds. Mm. Right. Okay. That's it. So you don't want to be that. But okay. So God is not going to just throw you into something that pulls you away from him right. his love right, right? the church right. so like come on with it and then also like you said in the singleness you you're you're fantasizing about this marriage but then you have those who are like no i don't want to be married i got my car i got my house i got but then like you said he talked about these material things these possessions and for you to value that even that over serving christ you have to be careful with that not to place your roots too deep into that stuff so on both spectrums like you say don't place those roots too deep into your material stuff and your singleness and then also in a marriage don't place your roots too deep in the sense of you can't see outside of this marriage or you right. can't see god past your husband or your wife's head because Facts. you know they're the top like the so, only way that you hear from god is through your husband no yeah you can't mm-mm, right because, mm-mm. and that's another thing mm. women mm. ladies y'all are don't a guiding light y'all supposed to be a guiding light to your husbands <laughs> women 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 you it's it's vital that you yeah. have an ear for God for yourself yes. because I'm, I'm gonna tell you this we as men don't always get it right mm, sometimes right. we operate out of our pride like, y'all don't get it right I thought you so, had the answers sometimes we operate out of mm. pride rather than logic mm. and God and the guiding hand of God because okay. we just want to prove something wow. sometimes we make dumb decisions just mm. because we think we just want something and it can affect the whole family mm-hmm. But that's why it's important for you to have an, a personal relationship with God. That's true. Because, so that you don't follow a blind man. And when do you develop that? 
In your singleness, In your right? singleness. Oh, okay. Wow, that's how that works. You develop that. Cause you don't <laughs> wait to develop that when you get married. <laughs> or you develop that in your singleness. Wow. Because guess what? Through through your singleness, God will show you what man to hey, submit to. Thank you. Cause you are, are, the women, you don't blindly submit. You, mm. you, you submit mm. to the man of God that God has Bet. called you to be with. Bet. Right? Right. Some men wonder, well, why is he hard to submit? Okay, right. is there something in you that is not reliable? <laughs> is there something in there when you is in you? Now, right. I ain't saying some women. Right. Don't get me wrong. Now, there are some women that's just right. like, come on, sis, you mm-hmm. just just trying to be defiant, <laughs> right? Like, stop. Right. But there are, but but at the same time, still as men, still as man, reassess yourself and say, right. okay, what is it in right. me right. or something that I do or something that I'm not doing that right. presents instability right. or something right. that's not trustworthy enough you know mm-hmm. to where my wife feels okay with submitting right but the thing is though okay when a woman submits you submit can you see can you submit under the authority of, of god christ, yeah. of christ yeah you trust god with you say so look god you entrusted me mm-hmm. as your child to this man right so i'm trusting you that you got me through right. this man right right, right? But That's because true. you have a personal relationship with God, right. you're you're His guiding light to say, "Hey, look, look, baby, right. Uh, right. God gave me a dream, <laughs> and or God, God's been putting this in my spirit. I don't right. know if this means something, but it is. Hey, I think that you might need to call X, Y, and Z yeah. and see about this. Right. Man, no, they ain't gonna do nothing, brother. <laughs> just listen. The worst that can happen is it just don't work. Right. 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 But if you don't have that, then you're just following a. You, you know, just following a man blindly mm. and don't have that sense of security because right. because ache, because you, you don't have an overarching power. Mm-mm. That overarching power is Christ. Mm. But when you have that, then you feel a lot more comfortable because it's like, look, even though if he makes a bad decision. Right. Right. And I just submit it because which support your man. Mm-hmm. But through that, you're praying to God saying, God, show mercy. Right. God, show us grace. God, I I didn't believe this was the best choice. Mm-hmm. I tried to explain that to him, mm-hmm. but God, show him that this wasn't the best choice. Right. But at the same time, please, please cushion our right. our our consequence. God, right. please cushion give, the blow. Yeah, please cushion the blow. And then, and, and sometimes God would do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and God would show the husband, look, right. you need to start listening to your wife some more, mm-hmm. or you know, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, that's good. So um, he pretty much say that the whole point of this is to serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. And y'all know that um, the distractions, they come, um, they can come tragically. They can come terribly. Um, but whether you're in a temporary or a temporary singleness or a permanent singleness, um, just use that opportunity to best serve God so that, you know, before the distractions even come. <laughs> Kids. Facts. Kids. <laughs> And it says in verse 36, but if a man thinks he's treating his fiance improperly and will inevitably give it to give into his passion, let him marry her as he wishes. It is not a sin. But if he has decided firmly not to marry and there is no urgency and he can control his passion, he does well not to marry. So the person who marries his fiance does well and the person who doesn't marry does even better. It says a wife is bound to her husband as long as she lives. If her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but only if she loves the Lord. But in my opinion, it would be better for her to stay single. And I think I am giving you counsel from God's spirit when I say this. Um, 
But like, but again, again, that goes back. I'm gonna mention this again. We can't alliterate, alliterate mm-hmm. this. He he mentions the wife, because the wife has sort of like, okay, you know, yes, we're the choosers of marriage, but mm-hmm. y'all also have the power to say yay or nay. Right. So he also says, after after, let's say you're a widow and you want to get married again, he says, yes, you can get married, but okay, I right, what's the stipulation? But only if he loves the Lord. the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Because yes, the first situation you couldn't help because yeah. you got married. I mean, I mean, you got married while you was unsaved, and now you're yeah. saved. Yeah. So you honored God by staying in that union. Yeah. But now that maybe this husband's gone and you're a widow. Right. Hey, or vice versa, the man your your spouse is gone. Right. Now that you're a single man again or a single woman again, make sure the qualification of that is the fact that they He's love there. Christ. Right. Learn from your mistakes. So you're right. So any last remarks? Um, Um, no, I just, I just want to just really reiterate that, you know, there's nothing wrong with singleness and there's nothing wrong with marriage. Um, but to encourage those that are experiencing or in that season of, uh, singleness, like you said, whether it's temporal or permanent, um, your main focus is eternity at the end of the day. Um, you can have somebody to do it with or you can, you know, do it maximizing your time in your space in this earth, you know, live to your fullest potential and really just hone into all the gifts and talents that God has given you, whether that's, um, you know, investing it in your community, in your family, in your friends, or if you are married, you know, investing it into each other, your home, your um, your your abode, your kingdom. So I do believe that, um, like Paul said, is it, it is a gift in each. And we do encourage you guys to um, just seek God in, in the season that you're in, whether you're married or single. And just know that, you know, the ultimate goal is to please Christ. And I do believe that in the end, he won't fail you. That's You're putting him out there. You're not putting you out there. So in return, I do believe you'll get a, a great investment on return. It may not be instant, which in the world that we live in today, that's unfortunate. But... I do believe that it is worth it. You know, you always think about investments, um, 30 year investments. You invest in your education when you sign up for college, college, you know, it's a four year um, or two year degree. You're going to have to get to the end, you know, and endure and do some work, you know, on the courses and the classes and things like that. You have to show up. So in the same regard, um, you know, give God a chance and really just show up like just do your part and you know look look for that return on your investment you know in whatever season you're in yeah and you know in other words enjoy the season that you're in right enjoy where god has you in that moment because singleness is not you know well marriage is not better than singleness Mm -mm. that's what he said it 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 hold both of these uh situations hold great value right uh, because okay, hey man, you can be married and be in the worst shape possible. You, spiritually dead. Spiritually dead. Yeah. You could be very unhappy in marriage. Unhealthy. You can, you can be very unhealthy in marriage. Yeah. You can feel like you're in chains in marriage yeah. if you're not married to the right person. Yeah. Um, marriage can come yeah. with so much bad yeah. baggage if yeah. you do it right. your way. Right. Compared to if you would just stay single. Right. Right. And just thoroughly enjoyed it and not try to get something that you don't have in that moment just because you're lusting after it. Right. And you're just trying to be greedy. So, again, we challenge you. Hey, see the pros in your singleness. 
and thoroughly live that out. And you won't feel as much of, yo, I'm in, yo, being single is dry. Mm. Being single is ghetto. Right. Right. And and what I'm saying single is because there's a difference between single and actively pursuing marriage Mm -hmm. and being single and just focusing on honing yourself and honing your relationship with Christ. I say the first phase, focus on you and your Christ and just enjoying yourself. Enjoying yourself doesn't mean go and start dating. Right. No. Be truly single. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not, I'm not saying going out there and start dating in your singleness mm-hmm. yet. No, you focus. Some people have an issue with being alone and being right. with themselves. It's not right. being alone. It's being with themselves. Right. Always having to have a TV or a phone or something on, like enjoy sitting and just being with yourself. Right. You know, that is a thing. Like I had to learn that. I think I was like a little older in my singleness, but I had to realize, okay, I have to be okay with being in my own. So we call that being introverted or whatever, or you a couch potato, whatever you call it. But I was okay with being with myself. Right. And if you feel yeah. like you just had to have somebody, they yeah, take, you, you probably hit, didn't. Yeah. You, like, in the sense of like a, a woman or a man as a mm-hmm. companion. But I'm saying, look, bro, if you just, if you're just big on not being by yourself, then Hey, try to find a roommate. Yeah. Try to find a roommate that a you pet. rock with, <laughs> get a pet, mm-hmm. you know, and rock out that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and we could talk about the transition from that to yeah. really actively dating. Right. And we could talk about that later. But, you know, we through all this. Be again. Pick which one that right. actually would drive you closer to Christ. Right. right. And be real with yourself. Right. Don't say, well, he's going to drive me closer to Christ. But in reality, OK, cause let's say the. Okay, if he does, then have you grown since you've been with him? Mm. Not just physically in the sense of buying homes and doing this, but have you truly spiritually grown to the point where he's pushed you to new levels spiritually to where he realized, you realize, man, I have grown tremendously with this man. Right. Right. He challenges me. My soul is thriving. You know, know, like, you know, everyone, whenever I went on, my soul is actually, or it's like, or is it like both of y'all just trying to make it together? (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's so, thing, yeah. so that's something to think about. So yeah. Paul is just challenging us. Hey, yeah. yeah. In all this, isn't all of our goal is mm-hmm. to please Christ? Isn't that's all it. of our goal is just to chase after Jesus? That's it. And that's what we need to really refocus on, that's right? Yeah. So, you know, hit us up on our emails. Uh, yeah. We or, enjoy talking to you guys. If you have any comments or any other questions, any topics you'd like for us to cover, you can hit us up on our email at the ICR podcast at gmail.com so the ice cream run podcast so the i-c-r-t-h-e-i-c-r podcast at gmail.com also you can catch us on twitter which is our social platform and um if you would like follow us on anchor um our twitter account is the ice cream run um one the number one the ice cream one anything else we love y'all <laughs> we all let y'all later peace peace grace and peace